from my experience. And it should be pretty telling to, to everyone why they would need me. If they knew everything, they had all of what people perceived them having, why would they bother with me? You know, why? And I asked that question to quite a few different folks, especially a friend from NASA early on. Like, you, you guys have all the telescopes and you have all the money in the world, space stations and rockets. Surely you don't need me. And my friend from, Tim Taylor was his name from NASA, he said, look, we know they're there, we see them, but that's it. They won't have anything to do with us whatsoever, but we know they like you for some reason, and uh, we'd like to learn why. There is two of them down here. Where? Oh, it's right, right it's here. On the edge this, of the it's on the fence. Yeah, I see it right there. Oh, there it is. Over the head. There's, yeah, right there over. It's, there's two. One is coming, look, right out over us. I saw a big flash down there at ground level. Yeah, and that's our friends. And I actually see a blue orb in the forest meddling about. Really? Yeah. Thank you. back i'm here with ufo experiencer chris bledsoe chris welcome my friend well thank you for having me it's a pleasure to be on your show sean i appreciate it it's a pleasure to talk to you you've gone through a lot i just kind of read your book over the last few days and it's been an experience to say the least so I'm going to assume when I do this interview that folks have already read the book or have already listened to numerous interviews that you had about your experience about the Cape Fear incident and about the subsequent healing and, and things like that. But there's, there's a few items in the book that hopefully when I ask you these questions will intrigue people if they don't know the full story. So the first question I have, I think one of the reasons, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that the U.S. intelligence community and NASA have been very interested in your story is the phenomenon that you experienced with the lady has also been associated with, I, I don't want to call it prophecy, but it's to, to give the audience two examples, the Baja earthquake that you predicted through her right. that subsequently happened, and there was an election disruption. Right. So those are the two instances in the book. There's also the Pope plot. I want to ask you something specific about in the book. If you could just quickly relate that incident so folks understand where that came from, just in terms of the message that you got on the EVP recorder. And then I want to ask you a specific question about that. Okay. So it was uh, 2015, I think, early 2016, 2015. There was a scientist that came to the house from Wake Forest University. She actually works for the government, but that's where she's working, Ida, and brought an assistant with her 
and I'd never seen anything like this. So it was all new to me. And ghost hunters, they had this box that I'd never seen one, but it's a little small box with a recorder hook to it that makes a lot of racket. It, it sounds like white noise. And she explained it is scanning millions of channels at one time, but there were at least 10 to 15 people there when she was there, a group out of Raleigh. And we heard this box just started chattering away, started talking. I mean, it, she recorded over 350 audio clips from this machine doing this talking. But it kept saying, Pope, danger. And I knew the Pope was going to Philadelphia, and I had friends that lived there and are very powerful. So out of concern from what this thing was saying, the Pope's in danger. You have to help him. I called my friend in Philadelphia and mentioned it to him. And that's how all that started. He got the Secret Service involved, CIA. Next thing I was in Pennsylvania, remote viewing with Colonel John Alexander. And that's how all that thing happened. And they actually arrested a guy from the exact place I said it would be coming from, from the Ben Franklin Bridge. And then I think in your book, you also mentioned John Alexander also corroborated before the event happened with Joe McMonagall and, and folks who follow my channel know all about him as a remote viewer. Yes. So the question regarding that is, I'll read the quote that you had in the book. It, the box said something to the effect of help, 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 Chris, the Pope, we need him. We need him. Have you ever found out subsequently why they need him? And who's we? Yeah, right. I don't know who we is other than the, the, the spiritual world is alive and very active. We just don't know it. And I can't begin to tell you who and what is all there and how it's made up. And I mean, it's like I'm a, a baby in, uh, in a, at this all of it. But I trust because, you know, I can't answer that, who we are. But to me, they're... I think that it's possible that they're the angels from the Bible. That's what I believe. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. But it's a belief, right? We don't, we really don't know. None of us do. Right. And anybody that says they do is fooling themselves. But 16 years of dealing with this and interacting with it, I have my strong thoughts that, these are the angels that the Bible speaks about. And when your interactions with the government officials and things like that, they obviously know more than they let on. But to what extent 
when you were going through this phenomena, I'm, I'm trying to ask this question in a way that doesn't put you in at any, into any jeopardy, right? In terms of what you can disclose and what you can't. But the degree of information that you see out in the public and the degree of information that you've learned that the government or entities within the government may know, how how does it match? Like how much misinformation is out there? Is it again, I'm just just a feel for it. From my experience. And it should be pretty telling to to everyone why they would need me. If they knew everything, they had all of what people perceived them having, why would they bother with me? You know, why? And I asked that question to quite a few different folks, especially a friend from NASA early on. Like you, you guys have all the telescopes and you have all the money in the world, space stations and rockets. Surely you don't need me. And my friend from Tim Taylor was his name from NASA. He said, look, we know they're there. We see them. But that's it. They won't have anything to do with us whatsoever. But we know they like you for some reason. And uh, we'd like to learn why doing all we can from this. So I don't think the government knows what we think they know. Right. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure they don't. And I don't think they know how to tell it at all because it's, it's conscience-based. It's very confusing. It can mimic anything it wants to, from a, a ball of light to a mile-wide flying saucer. It can mimic that. In the 1700s, there were Mayflower ships flying around with glowing sails, reported right. all over Europe, right? right? And then Kenneth Arnold says, well, I saw these chevron things that look like if you threw a saucer on the water and it skipped. That's kind of the way it was moving. Well, the news said, oh, they were flying saucers. Well, for the next 40, 50 years, everybody starts seeing flying saucers. Where did that go? It just kind of evaporated. And the triangles came along. Mm-hmm. And that went on through the late 80s and 90s. And then when I came along in 07, it was balls of fire. And I've reported it as fiery orbs. And, well, for the last 16 years, it's been orbs, right? So it's a big mystery. And to them, they're wanting to know. And they, you know, I've made a pretty good relationship with a group of folks from the government that are truly interested in finding the answers just like you and I. So, so I think in a prior interview, I'm not sure which one it was, but you mentioned the adjustment bureau as a potential model of reality. Now I had never seen it. So I watched it last night (laughs) Just just to understand it. What's your sense of that model? If you could say more about it. I think it's as close as we could ever get to it. I'm, I'm fully on board with that. Based on my experience with the phenomenon, that there, there is a group of beings around us that can help us along our journey, if we ask, create, they can manifest things in your life, or they can tear you down if you steer the wrong way, you know, if you stray off path. Maybe they make things happen to get you back on path. 
but I fully believe that 100% that there is a, a direct correlation with that movie. In fact, I was told, why do you think we made that movie? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of history of the intelligence community influencing screenwriters and things like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, not surprised yeah. by that. And just for the audience, the Adjustment Bureau posits that there are beings that doesn't really... I think in the movie they suggest they're they're angels, but there's some higher beings that live longer than humans do. Yeah. But there is a plan, and there's this pull and tug between free will and destiny. But again, I don't want to make this about me, but I've seen elements in my own life too, where I'm a stubborn sob. Once I get doing something i'll do something but if, sometimes if i just let go and let the universe kind of toss me around i i get put into places like talking to you yeah. anyway the, i'll leave it at that i don't want to get into too much detail but there are things aspects of my life that i look back on and i'm like there are too many weird weird coincidences, coincidences right there are no coincidences everything it happens for a reason and i'm fully on board with that part. So, yeah. And why do they think that mode of reality is like the Adjustment Bureau? Is that just from your experiences or is that from just other things that they I think of 50 seen? years of studying it. Yeah. They know more than we think they know. They've studied a long time, but they don't have a direct end to it. They, they just have to be observant. And But I wish I could answer that. I feel sure they wouldn't have told me that if they didn't know something there, you know. Now, I think in your book or in one of your interviews, I might have to double check my notes, but you mentioned that one of the things that these folks have talked to you about is some way of disclosing the existence of these beings, these entities to the American people and you helping them in that capacity. Right. Now I've interviewed a number of people and there's some themes that keep coming up and I'm just going to go over these real quick and then try to ask you to comment on them. So Stephen Bassett, and he's been wrong in the past about this, but he said some stuff about disclosure this year. He's gone as far as say that president Biden was going to make a, a statement. I'm not, I mean, that seems kind of definitive, a little bit too definitive for me. However, other folks like John Ramirez, former CIA, have made similar statements about the year 2023. And there's also this year, and, and you have it too, you have the September 23rd, 2026, Red Star Regulus prediction, prophecy, whatever you want to call it. But you're not the only one. John Ramirez had said something about an event happening in 2026, 2027. There are people who are trans channelers. There's a guy named David Anka. He went out and openly said by end of 2026, he expected some sort of contact yeah. based on channeling, whatever. And again, I'm not sure. That's a little bit more on the extreme side for me yet to believe, but there's something there. I think it's already uh, happened and we're going to display that this year. I'll say this much. Um, that year has come up in a classified setting 
in a skiff that I was in in Washington, D.C. I was asked, John, what have you heard from about 2027 and this phenomenon? And I go, well, that's interesting. You know something about 2027. So what I said was, I understand that experiences have been talking about 2026, 2027. Um, and they know that something might be happening. Maybe it's that. Uh, and I said, what I hope would happen is that by 2027, if all of the disclosure happens, that the beings who are already here on the planet would then find an opportunity to arrive in some big, big way that you can't deny they're here. You know, it's like that movie Arrival, that here they are. <laughs> here they are. And so I hope that would happen. And that's what I said as my opinion. But the interesting thing is that in this skiff of the United States government, the year 2027 came up in a question to me about an event in the future. The latest prediction he's made, <clears throat> and he's not really explaining exactly what the circumstances are that will bring this about. Mm -hmm. So he's not going that far yet, but he said most likely it's over 90% sometime between the end of 2026 and the beginning of 2027. He said there could possibly be, it's likely there would be a major contact event with extraterrestrials, mm. but he's not saying what would bring that about. I'm not getting the impression it's necessarily brought about by something we would consider to be positive. But in the event that it happens in the way he's saying or when he's saying, he's saying then everything will change because you'll know you're not alone. And there will be many other things you will have to consider from that point forward. So <clears throat> that's his latest prediction. Okay. Somewhere around the end of 26, beginning of 27, there will be a major ET contact event, whatever that is. Interesting. I can't say no more about that, but let's just say it's happening now. And yeah. All right. Fair enough. I'm not going to push it. <laughs> all, I, all I'm saying is I'm a data guy and I'm seeing stuff every. Oh, I, I also, who's the other guy? Stephen Greer made a statement too about something similar happening. I would understand to some extent why the government would keep it so secret if they don't have all the answers right because you know right. what's the president going to do get up and say look there's these things exist they don't talk to us right. they, they talk to some people this is what we know these are the the dangers and things like that okay I'm, i know i'm jumping from these high level kind of questions about reality to very specific stuff so i'm going to jump right. to a specific question all right i call this the tribble it's like the pill-shaped tribble. So when you first saw the lady, the first thing is there's the shadowy bull that came out of the portal or whatever it was. And then the lady came out. Before that whole series of events happened, an entity handed you this fuzzy pill-shaped thing with no eyes, no arms, no, but you could feel the ribs, you could feel... And then you put it in your kennel and then you forgot right. about it. But the book never says if you ever went back right. and saw if it was still there. And I'm assuming that wasn't 
a mistake. What that happened? Well, because when it happened, what happened was when after the lady came, I went unconscious for some reason. It was like when she left, my whole energy was so drained that I didn't make it in the back door good and collapsed on the floor. And when I woke up, it was like, oh my God, what just happened? I mean, it was, I don't know why they did that, but it's happened before. It happened in 2019 when I had an interaction with another entity. And I'll stop short of saying what, but I walked in the door and collapsed on Easter 2019. But the next morning I got up, I knew exactly what I had to do. And that's when I started becoming public again and telling, I just had uh, this being that came out of the air, hovered over my pond and said, trouble's coming. Store up your food, lock your doors and stay inside. And tell everyone you know that. And they said, we're going to force disclosure. We're going to start appearing around the world in bigger numbers. And we're going to let you help us with witnessing camera, prove our existence to the world. So I started in 2019 after that happened and did 10 interviews explaining just that. Mm -hmm. Right on up into February of 2020, I was in San Francisco. First time in years doing a appearance anywhere as soon as i got home two weeks later COVID hit so that had to have been the trouble that they were talking about but immediately my interaction went into high gear and the ability to film it went into overdrive and i can prove it all it is so there's nobody can doubt anything from what i said then because i have the data have 2,500 videos since then that just started coming in huge numbers. And the ability to share with whoever come over here, senators, I've had three senators here, or congressmen and billionaires and all kinds of people from the government. And the majority of them have left here a changed person. But before, I could never do this. Before 2019, before 2012, I could not even get a video or a photo. Right. But from 2012 on, I was able to take you know several thousand photos. And then 2019, I really started focusing on video. Now I film it daily, interact with it in a huge, in a huge way. Well, you also had metamaterials that were dripping off the orbs. Yeah. I'm assuming you didn't touch it with your naked hands you may put gloves on or something and the government has videos of that of um, military videos i've seen them of orbs dripping molten material so they know this the government knows it very well that that happens they have videos of it and i actually have two friends that actually found some of this one person it was left to him from another guy that found it he's dead now but another friend of mine in ohio actually found a hunk about big as a golf ball he saw the the craft when he pulls up in the yard he and his wife and it it just uh, dematerialized right over his house and he saw this red glowing thing on the ground he waited till it cooled down and put it in it was hot 
and it's really hot, you don't just touch it. And he put it in his closet for years and didn't even think about it. And he's I knew sick? he had it. Yeah, I knew. No, he's fine. I knew he had it, okay. and that's how Tom DeLong got hold of it because I took Tom out to his house and gave him that. He got that piece, and he got what I had, or part of what I had. His others got some of it. Yeah, because uh, once you give it, and it gets to the government. I mean, that the piece you handed over was classified, right? Yeah, it's gone. They said it's classified. You won't get it back. Chalk it up for one for the government. I'm like, well, when I gave it, I didn't expect to get it back, you know. But now I wish I had it because somebody since sold me it's worth a billion dollars for a piece that size. Yeah. Well, uh, do, you, do you know Terry Loveless? Yeah, I know Terry. I, I have. I don't think he's gotten it back either, but I don't know if he's asked, but he had an iPhone that, you know this story, right? Where, no, I haven't heard that the pressure sensor on his iPhone shows, you know, from his bedroom in that GPS coordinate, but the pressure sensor measures altitude. It shows, and he had it in his pocket one morning. He woke up one morning, he was sweating, heart was beating, palpitating. And on a, he had one of those fitness apps. The pressure sensor indicated that he had risen 60 feet above his bed. Wow. Right. And, you know, there's a roof between him and the, and it wasn't like he went outside and then had a, you know, he didn't put it on a drone and then have it come up and then around, like it went straight through his roof. Yeah. So, right about but he that. gave, he gave his iPhone to the same organization you did. So I'm assuming yeah. he's never getting it back. Wow. I wrote about that in 2013 when the lady came the second time. That's when the ability to help others appear. It just showed up two weeks later with the dog incident where the dog was injured and mm-hmm. and magically healed. But And that she, was the one that Grant Cameron was present for, right? Yes, yes. But I was pulled up out of my bed up through the roof. I saw the rafters. I saw the stuff in my attic and it was a hole right through the top of the roof. And there's a, a huge orb up there that just pulled me right out of bed, right up through the roof. And uh, that's when I was taken to some desert canyon, which I really believe is Utah. I don't know why, but Mm -hmm. something tells me it's Utah. Amazing. Yeah, look, there's so many amazing experiences that you've had. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who want to trade that experience with you, but I think the only way they would have had to have been able to get that experience was they would have had to go through all the pain that, right, your first wife. I mean, that's the first time you saw that giant owl, right, yeah. before she, your first wife died. Yeah, yeah we can get into that, but you've, you've lived a very hard life, a very hard life. I suffered over her all these years, and it was the experience in 07, that night, leaving the river is when that experience came back. The phenomenon appeared right over her where she was killed. But it was then when I finally found my peace after 20 years of suffering, blaming myself. Yeah. 
the the other thing about this phenomena and again the nuts and bolts ufo people will hate this but the deeper i delve into this topic there's also i mean you saw your your dog manifested itself as an orb to you right but the, the point i'm trying to make is there's this this barrier between the living and the dead i don't think is as final as we see it right and i think that's what your experience is showing again if i'm mischaracterizing if you could say more no, about no, that, you're I'm you're right on it you're right on it keep going so yeah i think it's just again now i'm getting you wrote nothing about this in your book or anything like that but but you did say on several podcasts about the illusion and i wouldn't quite call it an illusion but i would call it reality is not what we think even science right says that we're just vibrating light and sound 98% plus of us is empty space yeah. and i almost think that even time i think time is simultaneous and i think you've alluded to this but these things it's like tuning to channels which is why they'll come in fuzzy it's like a signal that's not quite on the same frequency or channel yeah. which is why they can be semi-physical very physical and I, I think it has something to do with this we're all vibrating light and sound and the, the living and the dead one of the separations might be that the dead vibrate at a much higher frequency and yeah, it's like seeing a fan right yeah. if you juice up that fan so it's it's vibrating at such a rate you don't see the fan anymore right exactly so again i'm speculating my friend <laughs> no and you know we all are we all are but you we're really close with this a lot closer because of I mean, I have 16 years of experience with the phenomenon and probably more experience with it than anyone else. And that's why the government's so involved. I mean, DIA was at my house two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Senior service, not just any guy, agent. We're talking to someone from the senior service. And her whole family got to experience this. They'd never seen anything like it. And they they were here a couple hours, uh, three hours maybe, and they went home and different people completely. And I'll be next week with my friend Jim Simivan. My wife mm -hmm. and I are going to have a party on Memorial Day or that weekend with them. They invited us up. So, you know, we love them. We love their family. They love us. And most people are afraid of these kinds of people, but not me. They've always treated us well. And it's always on the, we want to learn more. We want to know more. And just like we're working together. It's quite opposite of what people perceive. You know, the government's a bad guy. Well, the government's a big organization, millions upon millions of people. So we should never say, label yeah, the government good. anything, right? Yeah, there's From good people and there's bad. I wouldn't even say bad people. There's good agendas. There's bad yeah. agendas. Yeah. And sometimes good people get roped up in bad agendas. In fact, that's yeah. what often happens. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times those bad agendas aren't even bad. They're just people are they're born out of ignorance. People don't understand what they're getting. Now, there's a book called Final Events. It was written by Nick Redfern. It's about an organization 
called the Collins Elite. I don't know if this thing exists or not, but you have alluded to an organization, or not even an organization, but to a mindset within the defense establishment that thinks, to, and also in your community, you had to deal with this too, thinks that the phenomenon is demonic in some sense. When you're interacting with the government, have you ever interacted with this particular element of the government, that, to your knowledge? Yeah, I've met quite a few of those guys that believe that. But, the, you know, that's just a belief. And they're basing that mm -hmm. on their, basically, I reckon they're, they're raising the Christian belief. As a whole, they've been hammered for 2,000 years. Or actually, you know, the church, the early church, put a stop on any of this. They started burning people at the stake. And they burnt millions of people. If somebody saw a light, they were labeled a witch. They'd burn them in the street and laugh at them. And all that's done is born in our psyche now. People naturally believe because they were told it's demonic, but yet they have not a clue of what they're dealing with at all. I think it's a control mechanism. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is, it's all coming to light. And I think they're going to be surprised when they realize it was what they've been looking for all along. But yet they've been brainwashed into believing that it's negative. There is negative, good and bad and everything. Mm -hmm. it's, this world is like a die hole. It, it's an energy generating machine, this earth is. You, you can see it from the sun. And the magnetic energy, the, the aurora lights, it's all electrical. It's all energy. And we're all electrical beings. And the frequencies are high and low, millions of frequencies. And then the higher frequencies are light. And then within those negative lower frequencies, their lower vibrations, if you're in that mindset, you may get that. You know what I mean? So you have mm -hmm. to be careful what you're looking for you had to be grounded right and your heart right but we can call ourselves directly i don't need to pay somebody for a little faith i can go right out and talk to the heavens myself and get a reaction visibly which is incredible to do and it's always in prayer for me always so, you know, I know what I know, and I'm sharing what I can. But yet there's still uh, a big wonder about all of it. It's just like we're just now opening that door. It's opening. So as a, I would probably say non-practicing, but I shouldn't even admit that, Catholic, I have to ask these questions. <laughs> so... Yeah. If we're talking about faith. So Our Lady of Fatima, Lady of Guadalupe, is this the same entity when you talk about the lady or is it different? Yeah, I, re I really believe so. In fact, high level folks behind me are saying, you know, the, the official story of the Lady of Fatima from the church is not really the official story that the people witnessed. There's a lot of data out there to say that this little lady appeared. She was small. 
She was wearing a skirt. She wasn't wearing a bell on her head, and she didn't come down and say, I'm Mary. There was a disc that was glowing like a setting sun. That was kind of what got their attention when I started reporting setting suns, right? Because the setting Yeah, not, not a was, dancing sun like, like was reported right. in the right. right. But there were orbs flying everywhere, all around this disc that appeared, and the lady appeared. So I really think that it's all the same lady. I think she's always been here. I'm not a Catholic. And so I was never taught about the Virgin Mary. You know, if you're a Protestant, you never hear about that. You hear about mm -hmm. the, the, the birth and the manger story. And then it all goes to Jesus. There's nothing else about the lady. Well, the Catholics, they put her up as in a God level, right? And maybe for good reason. I don't know the, the reasons for all that, but I think the lady's always been here from the beginning of time. I think there's a father, a son, and the mother, the Holy Spirit. God's a spirit. So are these angels, these beings, these orbs are spirits. They're not like a physical craft. Beginning in Genesis, it says, and the Elohim, which is El is God, and Him being plural. So the gods made man and women in their image. So they were already here. You know, woman was already here. They made humans in their image yeah, I think she's always been there I think God can manifest in many ways in spirit and in birds and animals to a beautiful lady that comes down and doesn't scare the, the daylight <laughs> side of it you know what I mean if, if God mm -hmm. was to come with a lightning bolt and fire flying out of his eyes you would pass out from fear that quick and they know this well would you rather see that or a beautiful lady that comes down and makes it easier to to deal with what you're really seeing? It's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. One more question based on this. There were three secrets of Fatima. All three have been revealed. However, the third one, I think, was based on the Pope's attempted assassination. I think John Paul II according to the church. Lucia, who was one of the people who experienced the event, said that, yeah, it's out, but it's not, it doesn't mean what you think it means. And that's yeah. kind of the last thing she said on the top. In your interactions with folks who follow this topic, and I know there's a, a PhD that you talk to all the time, but have you heard anything about that, about what that third secret was? Or is that, I might be going too far afield on that one. Well, no, I haven't heard a lot there, and I really don't know. I've heard that. I've studied that, but what it really was, I don't know. But I think it's all about now, this day and age, today. I think that peace will come back to earth, just as it's written in the Bible. It clearly says in the end there'll be a thousand years of peace, and that God and or the angels or Jesus or whoever, the lady, however it's made and however the heads in heaven line up, I don't know, but they're going to live here on earth with us for a thousand years. 
says that clearly in that last book. Is it true? I think we're going to see soon. I think we're part of that generation that's going to get to see that we're not alone, that there's something much greater. I'm not a evil alien guy. I believe there's a possibility they may be out there. I'll never discount that. The world's too big. The, the universe is too great not to be something else out there. But I haven't interacted with that. Not a mantis, not a gray alien, not a little one or a big one. It's always been a spiritual thing for me. So I can only share what I know, what I'm being told. And I've been able to share it. And I think this year we're going to share it with the world on television. It's coming. I'm not going to push you. I want to push you, but I'm not going to push you. <laughs> I mean, you've it's already. Coming. It's coming. Yeah, l- listen, it's resonating. I'm hearing this from not just you, from a lot of different people. All right. Again, I'm going to go to another detailed question. So I think there were two artifacts that Tim Taylor gave you that when they put it in both hands, you kind of short it out a little bit. Yeah. Where do those things come from and why did you have that reaction and what's going on with that whole thing? I I wish I knew those uh, answers, but I do know that the isotopes show that it came from 50 million light years away. And he told me, he said, you know, and they can make that trip in two hours. They can make it in two hours and never go into war. They can just go that fast. So I'm just telling what I was told, right? But he said, and you think if they come that far, they crash? <laughs> I said, I wouldn't think so. He said, it's intentional. it's intentional. Said, they don't crash. If we got anything, they give it to us. Hmm. And that was the little tidbits that I was given, some stuff like that. So. And the reaction you had was based on folks who have been off planet or folks who have interacted with the phenomenon in a certain way have that reaction? Uh, who have connected to inside of one of these machines, I guess, who's been inside and who's connected with it before. It's the only thing I can realize they would have known. He told me they'd never seen but two other reactions and they were nothing like this at all and that's why he said he looked at me he said why you i'm like what do you mean why me and he, he seemed me jealous that, i mean I, look i i just read it but it seemed he seemed jealous a little bit yeah he asked me three times why you and i'm like i don't know what do you even mean why me so well i've never seen a reaction like this and i would have known you were not telling the truth that you had been involved with op he called it op off planet so they knew I'd been off planet. They knew, well, they knew the description I gave on the river the night that it came, that I was dealing with the same thing that maybe was tracking on the Atlantic Ocean. You know, they were seeing this tic-tac. And I described this 45, 50-foot-long football sitting on the road in front of me, hovering over the road in front of the whole group. And Jim, my friend, he said, we knew then, bingo, 
the radar on the F-18 showed it was 46 foot long. They flew right alongside it. They saw it. They saw the light folding in on itself. It was translucent looking. Is there a uh, reason it's 46? That's like the number of chromosomes humans have. Wow. I didn't know that, but that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I think so. I like, I'll fact check myself, fact check me afterward. But I, I think, again, I'm just, it could just be a sheer coincidence. Maybe it's 26, I think. Maybe 26 mm. chromosomes. Yeah, let yeah, me know. Or, Send me a text if you find out. Actually, I'll just do it. I'll do it real time because I don't want to lead people astray because of my ignorance, right? So yeah. while I'm doing this, I have another question for you. So uh, Jim Semivan doesn't talk about this at all, but I've heard through other interviews that he's done that he too had an experience, but it seemed like that experience was negative for him, at least at the time. Is that kind of the sense that you got? And do you have a sense for why? Well, he also had a feeling that there was some protective element there that was guarding him. He saw it as a negative thing, and I don't want to speak for him at all, as we've discussed it in length, but because it was like against his free will, that was the, the reason for the negative thing. Why would they just come and take me? And, you know, I, I want to stop short of saying any more yeah. there, but I don't believe that it was negative in the sense that it was like demonic or anything. I think it was more of how anything can come in against our will and do what they want to do with us. And he's still working on that. Like all of us are trying to figure out what and why all i know is this really real and i'm going to share it with the world visually in on camera so we're both right brother 23 pairs 46 chromosomes okay there you go there you go the red star september 23rd 2026 right you mentioned, again, in prior interviews, the apocalypse, but not the apocalypse in a negative sense. The apocalypse in terms of how it's truly translated, I think you would say, yeah. in that it's kind of the unveiling or the revealing. Yeah. Yeah. Can you say any more about that particular date, what happens on that date or what you think? Well, all I can give you is speculation, because keep in mind when she told me about the red star. I had no clue what Regulus was, you know, at, at all. But she just leaned over and looked at me and she said, had her finger up, you know, just like, it, it was incredible, the whole experience. But it was very important what she said. She said, remember this, when the red star of Regulus aligns itself in the gaze of the Sphinx just before dawn, in other words, when the Regulus is sitting right on the horizon uh, in front of the Sphinx, that at that time, there'll be a new knowledge. Well, I didn't know when that would happen, if that would even happen. I didn't tell anybody for a good while. And I finally did a literary agent, which her friends in astrology found out is really this alignment's going to happen in 2026. Mm -hmm. 
but the way I see it, the way I understand it, it's going to be an awakening to the fact that we're not alone. I can't tell you what's going to happen then, if anything. I just know that, that what she told me appears to be happening at that date. And what does that mean? And, and I think it's the revealing. It's like the apocalypse. The apocalypse is not the end of the world. That's not what it means. It means to reveal that which is hidden. The revealing, revelation, is to reveal the truth that has been hidden from us. So I think it's part of disclosure. It's part of a new knowledge. It's going to transform everything. Because right now we're still running in on eight track cassettes, right? We got the, the evolution sitting out there that in enough time a, a chicken can turn into a zebra. Baloney, it don't happen that way. And they know this. So we've got to update the way we teach humanity, which means there's a consciousness, which means there's a creator. And I don't think a lot of these scientists that, that, that can understand that, that. A lot of them are atheists. And it's just easy for them to push that aside and say, you know, just evolution, which means time. That's all it means. There's no explanation whatsoever. It's just that time can make anything. 20 billion years, you can create anything. It'll do it on its own. Well, it's not happening. Well, these are the same scientists who talk about entropy and how everything naturally devolves. Right. So... Which is it, right? <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure there are beings around us that tend to us like a garden. This is part of what they told me. The, the guardians, that they wear a triangle on their chest. And it's funny, those pyramids are, uh, and, and NASA's symbol is the triangle. And with a wreath around it. It's like a triangle inside a circle. And I'm like, what does that mean? And it's the never-ending circle of life, the never-ending creation or universal creation of life. In other words, it's never-ending. Life just continues to evolve. But I think there are people creating it. There are people, not people, but beings that we can't see that are managing it all, that created it all. But I'm speculating, right? But I'm pretty sure I'm hitting on the right door. Didn't happen by itself. There was something greater. And we're going to learn in our lifetime that there's something greater. That we're here for a reason. We're not by accident. It didn't just happen. It wasn't just a big bang that just for some odd reason it just popped. And suddenly there's life everywhere. No, there's a mind behind it. And the new technology, the new, starting in about 2011, a new science came on the scene. Mm -hmm. And anybody can go to it and see the microbiology of molecules and their machines. Their whole body's created is full of machines, tiny little machines that create everything. And, and they know that a mind had to program that. It's all information. A mind had to have created it all. 
it's just not an accident. So all that long answer has taken us to where I think 2026 is going to unload itself. Now, we if talk about... Go ahead. If they don't come down and land and get out and say, we're here. And that could happen. Could happen here on my property. When you're talking about disclosure, again, I'm going to ask it in a way that you can answer in as vague manner as possible. We're talking about disclosure in 2023. Do you see this as government driven with some interaction with the phenomena, i.e. driven by the phenomenon ultimately, but the government trying to not take control, but to steer the narrative or reactively, i.e. they're going to, you know, we want to prevent chaos or whatever. Or do you see the phenomena as just coming directly to the people and revealing itself in a way that bypasses government? Well, I think that the government knows that's happening, that the phenomenon's coming, whether they like it or not, because they said it and it's happening. They told me here on this property that we're going to reveal itself to the world. We're going to let you help us. Well, uh, how can anyone deny what they're going to see on television this summer and the amount of data that I have and have collected? and have shared with witnesses. And when I, you know, walk out and I say, here I am, and here it comes. And people see this and it's like, oh my God, this is real, right? So they're doing it. They are the ones that are allowing themselves to be seen. They're the ones that told me, we're gonna let you share us with the world and I'm doing it. You know, if I'm going tomorrow, if I die tomorrow, they're going to keep on. They're not going to stop because they think we're going down the wrong path. We're going to annihilate our own selves, our earth, this whole planet, nature. It's got to be reset. And I think that's their intention. It's just my thought. Yeah. I don't think you're, I mean, I I can't speak to their intention, but I can certainly speak to where we're headed and it's not just environmental it's also technological right like your testimony shows that there is something beyond the physical but at the same time we're now starting to there's like this quickening with artificial intelligence and i think that's going to be something that detracts from our humanity rather than adds to it and i think it'll take us even further away from abilities that we probably are unaware of that we possess that are far greater, far more knowing, powerful than this dehumanizing thing. Yeah. Yeah. We all have those abilities, magical abilities. We just don't know we have them. Yeah. It's interesting times. And I think the government is trying to get ahead and they know they're already behind. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're worried about how to keep people from panicking. And uh, I, I think they would love to discourage us from seeking it because they don't know what it is, right? So if there's a negative aspect or 
a national security aspect. That's just the government doing their job. You know, the first thing Lou Elizondo is all about is national security. So you won't hear him talking about roses and pie in the sky. You're going to hear him talking about, you know, the well-being of our country and the world. So I understand that part. But it's all coming. It's all coming together and it's happening and they're not stopping it. They know this. Where it goes, I don't know. Uh, One last question for you. I don't expect an answer, but I might get one. I I doubt it, but I might. Because I know I got to keep you on time. Does the lady have any prophecies that she might have for the world? She told me quite a few things. And it was always, uh, this could happen if this don't happen. But you know what? There are negative parts to it, but there's also positive parts to it. And it's always this or this. Well, I try to not ever speak any negative things at all because I don't want it to manifest. Mm. She's like, we can manifest our own destiny. And it's going to take people awakening. We're going to win. We're going to win in the end. Humanity is going to win out. It's not going to be easy. This whole struggle is terrible right now. Look at the wars in Ukraine and the people starving all around the world. So something's got to happen and it's happening. But I would rather stay away from any prophecy stuff. I don't like giving that other than what they tell me and tell me to tell. Like the COVID thing. I didn't know it was COVID, but I knew there was trouble coming. And that's all I could say. I had no clue it would be a, something that killed 10, 15 million people, which it did, mm-hmm. or more. And it still might not, look at it. Yeah, it might not be done, right? Like, let's say this yeah. thing mutates. Let's say there are long-term, there's long COVID side effects. Could be, and I'm not going to use the V word, but the treatment might be killing people. I don't know, right? It's possible. Remember in World War II, the Foo Fighters. Remember that? They were excited, appearing around bombers. There's a reason that was happening then, because all the suffering was happening with people. People were suffering bad all across Europe and even here. And so they came for that reason, and they're coming for that reason now. This time, I think they're going to stop it. I don't think it's going to get too far out of control before we're all awakened. I really believe that's coming in our future. Well, I hope you're right, my friend. I appreciate your time and we'll see. 2023 is, you know, the ancient Chinese curse. Maybe you live in interesting times, right? Yeah, we definitely do. It is crazy. But it's, it's, it's great and it sure is interesting. We just got to stay positive. Everyone That's listening, right. don't watch anything that's negative. If it messes your day up in the morning, turn it off. And, and don't give in to any negative anything. Because we create, you know what the word abracadabra means? Mm-hmm. Most people hear that all their life. They think witchcraft. But they don't know what it means, but it means I manifest what I speak. Remember that. So somebody back in the day knew 
knew a lot more than they it's a secret stuff it's the secrets that's held within society but we can manifest whatever we speak and with the aid of that adjustment bureau around us they make things happen to always always be positive shine a light and steer away from anything going in here that's negative don't watch it don't listen to it don't partake in it and that way you can be happy we need to be happy today not worried about what's happening next week or next month or next year. Live your life happy every day and stay away from all that. That's the only thing I can say to leave this with. Just, just be positive. Thank you, Chris. Thank Wise you, words Brad. indeed. I appreciate that. And we've got time for another question if you want. I can. In addition to that advice, what other advice would you leave folks with in terms of how to prepare for this year, if there's any preparation? Well, I don't think there's really a lot of preparation. It's just put your eyes on what's happening and just watch it all unfold. It's not like anything happens with the flick of a switch. It's just it's like a slow motion train wreck. It's happening and it's really happening right now. We just tend to want something to happen on demand, you know, flip the switch and you got light and day. Well, I think we're seeing it all unfold little by little, and we should pay attention to that and only think of positive stuff. We want to manifest a positive outcome. And if enough of people unite in prayer and those positive thoughts, the sun will come up tomorrow and a lot of that negative stuff will fade away in the past. I think that's where we're heading anyhow. Is into a, I, I think you also it. just answered Tim Taylor's question. That's why they chose you, brother. <laughs> well, Going through all the stuff you went through and to come out with that positive attitude, the optimism. I mean, I think you're right. So I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you too, Sean. Thank you for that. It means a lot. If you enjoyed this video, please click on like, subscribe, and the notification button so that you're alerted anytime I post something new.